As I present God's word to you, I pray that you'll be encouraged, that you'll be blessed. So the topic is the woman who was forever changed after having an encounter with Jesus Christ. The biblical story I'm about to tell you is a true and powerful story. And it can be found in three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But for this teaching, the primary scripture is Mark 5, 24 through 34. For well, the purpose of this lesson, I want you to visualize, put yourself in this woman's place, whether you're male or female. Put yourself in the scene as if you are there. Visualize what is going on in this story. So can you imagine just for a moment what it would be like to have a bleeding issue, a medical problem for 12 years? Can you imagine what would be like to be considered unclean by others? Do you live with a medical issue that frustrates you daily? How can you relate to this woman? You see, before we came to Jesus Christ, we were born, we were broken and wounded for different reasons. Perhaps it was our physical bodies, or was it our minds and our hearts or souls? Or maybe it was all. In Mark 5:25 through 30, scripture shows the following. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized the power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see, at first, it appears that this woman needed only physical healing. But due to her physical issues, her medical issue, she was affected in other areas of her life as well. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and socially. And what are the specific ramifications or difficulties of being influenced by each of these areas? By being affected emotionally, the woman may have felt a sense of desperation. Sadness, disappointment, helplessness, shame, feeling like an outcast, rejected, embarrassed, unlovable, anger, frustration, anxiety, fear, isolation, and abandonment. 
By being affected spiritually, the woman may have difficulty finding purpose and meaning in her life. She was not able to attend the temple to worship in at least 12 years. It appeared that this woman exhausted every option. She tried everything. She felt she had nowhere to turn. What do we know about this woman? In Leviticus, Leviticus 15, 25 to 27, indicates that an excessive blood flow made a woman officially unclean, according to the Jewish law. She would not be permitted to enter the temple for Jewish religious ceremonies. Anything she touched was considered unclean. And if any other people touched anything she had touched, they would be considered unclean as well. Socially, how was this woman affected by this medical issue? What do we know? This woman was very much alone. No one would have wanted to be around her. She would not go in the public. She could not be hugged by her family. 12 years is a long time to be separated from the people you love. This woman had tried to get well. She had gone to many doctors over the years. She spent everything she had trying to be cured. She was tired, worn out, and intensely lonely and desperate. She had sought physicians' advice. They gave her one thing after another to no avail. See, chances are that at the same time, that her resources dried up, the doctors had no more advice for her and consider her incurable. When she heard people spoke of the power of Jesus Christ, she began to hope for cure. However, according to the Jewish law, she was unclean. She could not just walk up to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and engage in a conversation. This woman developed a plan. If she could just touch his clothing. That's all I want, just to touch. So this woman developed the plan. She had a goal for that day, she said. So she pushed away through the crowd. Just visualize what's going on. Have things over her head, trying to disguise herself. Pushed her way through. This was a very risky move. If the crowds knew that she was the woman with this medical issue, this blood issue, they most likely would have turned on her. The woman pushed through the crowd anyway which shows her desperation, and she touched Jesus' garment, and instantly the blood stopped, allowing her to feel well. In verse 30, at once 
Jesus realized that the power had gone out from him, he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? And listen to his disciples. You see the people crowding against you? And yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. In verse 33, the woman, know what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear. And told Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the whole truth. So are you here today? Do you need to tell Jesus the whole truth? What are you holding back? He wants to hear it. You do not have to be diplomatic. You don't have to be, have fancy words. Just be genuine and come to him. Just lay at his feet. Wants to hear. Hold true. Hold nothing back. And Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. As soon as the woman touched Jesus, her bleeding stopped. And she knew she had been healed. You see, in an instant, Jesus did what no doctor in 12 years would have been able to do. This proves the power of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Jesus immediately responds to this woman who touched his clothing and she was healed. What can we learn from this woman? She moved out in faith. She was desperate for healing. So much so that she don't, did not worry about what other people would think. Or at least she did not let her worries stop her. She moved out in faith. She had great hope that Jesus' power would heal her. So, are you desperate for a physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual healing today? Are you desperate? Whatever your needs are today, keep asking with the faith and the determination of the woman in the story. Be persistent, never giving up. Let us continue to pray for unsaved loved ones, never giving up praying. The woman said in Matthew 9, 21, if I can just touch his cloak, I'll be healed. In Matthew 9, 22, King James Version, the woman's miracle moment came and Jesus turned around her situation in a positive way. He said to her, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy fate had made thee whole. 
Jesus is saying to us today, if you hear nothing else today, stay firm, be encouraged, do not give up no matter what comes your way to destroy you and to take you down, stay firm. Stay firm in Jesus Christ. Do not look to the right or to the left, but stay focused. Stay focused in Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6, 10, 13 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Word of God says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to do what? Stand your ground. And when you have done everything that you can do, what do you do? Stand. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, stand. So when you have challenges and hardships, when it seems like nothing is working out for you, when you're stressed, remember that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is there for you. He has the power to come in and change the situation. He has the power to make the impossible possible. We must be persistent and intentional about the things of God, as was this woman. This woman was deliberate. She was focused. She had established a goal for the day, if I can only touch his clothes. That's all I want. I don't even have to talk to him. All I need to just touch his clothes. How simple can that be? Oh, my God. This woman took her affliction to Jesus. She had no clue what he would do, only a gut feeling that he would do something. Hmm? Jesus, this woman stepped out in faith and her life was changed forever. She had to press in and took a step of faith. Jesus said to her, your faith has healed you. We must continue to fast and pray. Do our daily devotions. We must fight back spiritually. We must not remain passive. We are in a spiritual battle. It is essential for us to fight back on our knees in prayer. Pray continually for unsaved loved ones and friends or communities or country. Let us continue to move forward in the things of God. In this world, there are many distractions, but we must stay focused. Don't be too bad. 
forth, back and forth, back. No, stay focused on Jesus Christ. We must completely, completely surrender our lives to him. Hear him, God. He's not asking you to come when you're cleaned up. To come just as you are. I am the one that will transform you. I am the one that will clean you up just the way you are. So you do not have to wait until you stop drinking. You do not have to wait until you, whatever you're using, right? Drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, just come to me. Just come to me. And I will pick you up. So do you have a situation that you need to step out in faith about? You may not know how God is going to work it out, but you do know he will because you've proven him over and over again. Simon and I, we are perfect examples. We are in the fundraising process trying to go into the missions field to Latin America. We have two budgets. We must meet 100% prior to going. We do not know how God is going to do this. But what we do know, we have all confidence he will. And when he does work this miracle, we will be a living testimony of his faithfulness, his goodness, his provision, his grace and mercy. Are you desperate today for God to work in your situation, whatever that may be? Are you ready for a breakthrough? You must believe deep in your heart and with great confidence that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has the power to change your situation. You must hold fast to biblical truth as you face times of challenge or suffering. The word of God is powerful to pull down strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 5. Continue to believe God's word that he has the power to deliver, heal, restore, strengthen, and inspire. God has the power to do the impossible. You must speak the word of faith in your situation over your families and your communities and stand on those promises of God. Believing what God said he will do. Speaking the word of faith in your situation. It's a powerful spiritual tool to use. The words that come out of your mouth has either life or death. Proverbs 18.21 Speak the word of faith in your situation. God exhorts us to speak the word of faith to the mountains. What is your mountain today? What are you facing today? In Mark eleven twenty three, 23, it says, Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt, in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, 
he shall have whatsoever he said. This exemplifies the power of faith. Even the smallest amount of faith, such as a mustard seed. As long as it is genuine faith in Jesus Christ can make the impossible possible. So Jesus Christ invites us to come to him for help. He said, come to me. All he were weary and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. No matter what the situation is, we must never allow our fear or disappointment to keep us from approaching God. Jesus invites us to step into a life led by him in which he promises rest for the weary and burdened souls. All Jesus asks is that we come to him and let him do the work he so desires to do in our hearts and our lives. That's all he's asking. So let us be encouraged today in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 exhorts us to remain steadfast and unmovable in the Lord. So next, how does healing relate to Christian missions? You see, an integral aspect of Jesus' ministry was to heal the sick and afflicted. In Matthew 9, verse 35 and 36, NIV, indicates the following. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like a sheep, a shepherd. Jesus Christ came to redeem us and to reconcile us to the Father. He came to make us whole, to heal us in all areas of our lives. He came to give life and more than abundantly. John 10. 10. You see, the gospel of Jesus Christ brings salvation and it permeates every aspect of our lives, spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, and socially. We must realize that nothing and no one except Jesus Christ has the power to complete us as individuals. We are incomplete without Jesus. We are incomplete without God. It is only God, only Jesus can make you complete. See, we are made whole physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, when we walk with him, just as this woman who encountered Jesus was made whole. Jesus' fundamental mission on earth was to fulfill God's plan, to seek and save the lost, to reconcile us to the Father, that's Luke 19.10. For, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And Jesus answered, 
in Luke 5, 31, 32. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous. This is what Jesus says. I am not come to call the righteous. I am come to call sinners to repentance. You see, during Jesus' ministry, he intentionally made a point of showing those that were seen by others as an outcast and unlovable. He showed them forgiveness, love, and offered them a new life in him. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, made a way for salvation for all who put their faith in him. God's words teaches in Galatians 3, 28-29, NIV. There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Jesus provides us with a parable that reflects his love for us. Jesus tells a story about a man who loves his sheep and leaves the rest of his herd to find the one lost sheep. Jesus concludes his parable saying, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Wow, that's significant. You are significant to God. You have a value. You have a purpose. God has a purpose for your life. Jesus is the way to the Father. John 15, John 14, 5 through 10, NIV. Listen, Thomas said to him, this is one of his disciples, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Here goes Philip. Lord, show us the Father. And that would be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. So in just a few moments, I'm going to give you the opportunity 
to make a very important decision. There are only two choices. The Bible teaches in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Moses said to the children of Israel, I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. There are two choices. Number one, to choose this day to follow Jesus Christ, the Son of God, which is life. Or two, to choose not. You see, there is no middle ground. It is only one or the other. So choose life. The opportunity to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ is the opportunity of a lifetime. You do not want to miss this. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. If you have never asked Jesus Christ into your life, you do not have a personal relationship with him. How about today? This is the most important decision you will ever make. Anyone who is willing and ready to turn your life over to Jesus should come forth now to the altar, to the right. For those that already committed their lives to the Lord and just want prior for healing, for special needs, to reconnect, come to the left. The pastor is here with you, the deacons. They are here to stand by you and to support you. You know, Acts 4.12 says, and there's salvation in no one else. Acts 4.12. For there's no other name under in heaven that has given among men by which we must be saved. In Romans 10, verse 9, the word of God declares, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, why not today? Do so today. Receive him into your heart and into your life and let him come in and make you complete. So I want to thank you so much for having me. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Brian. I'm truly grateful. Invite the worship team to come on up. I love, I love this story. Isn't it incredible? I invite you to stand with me. It's incredible because it shows us something very critical in the order of heaven and how God meets with people. I said before to you guys that God does not respond on the basis of need, but he responds on the basis of faith. If it was the basis of need, then every person that would ever go to a hospital could just lift up the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, look, I'm in the hospital. 
And he'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, you're in the hospital. Oh, get up, go. You're, all right, your healing is here. Every person in the midst of a, a desperate financial impossibility would say, Lord, look at my bank account. Just look. And he'd be like, oh, no, check again. Look, look back at your statement and look at your online banking. The money's there. It's not on the basis of need. It's on the basis of faith. And I love what our sister shared. That she made a goal for the day. I'm just going to go touch him. I have enough faith to say, I will just go touch him. What is it that you need to touch God today for? Where can you display your extravagant, though small, yet extravagant act of faith that God can meet your need? We've all got it. We've all got things that we need him to step into because if he does not, we are utterly helpless. I invite you to, to get on up and come to this altar. Spend some time with him. Just ask him to step into your situation and say, this is my act of faith. I'm not here to touch anything. There's no fabric on this altar. Jesus, you're not walking around here in physical forms that I can touch your, the hem of your garment. But God, this is my step of faith coming to touch you. I just need you to move in my life. Move on my daughter, on my son. Touch my husband, my wife. God, do something in my workplace. God, I need you to step into this, this body of mine because there's a health situation. I got to go back to the doctor. I got to talk to somebody about this issue. There is a bank account that is totally broken and in need of repair by your grace. Whatever your circumstance is, just say, Lord, I need to touch your garment. We want to pray with you. She made provisions to do something. We don't know her reasoning and her logic. Maybe she thought in her heart, I don't want to have him, this Jesus that I hear so much good things about. I don't want him to turn around and treat me like everyone else who has treated me for these 12 years. The moment they realize who I am, they scream out to me, unclean and they banish me away. They put me in my place. They make me feel terrible and lowly. I don't want that to be the possibility because I want to keep in my mind, in my thoughts, this Jesus on this higher level that when people reach out to him, he meets them in peace and hope. Maybe her faith was so little that that was all she could see him as. So I won't put him in that place. I'll just touch the hem of his garment. Or maybe she knew exactly who he was. And she says, I don't want to touch him because I don't want to rob him of an opportunity as a Jewish man to be able to minister to other people. I want him, his power to be overflowing to everyone and anyone around him. So I don't want to compromise him in any way. I will only touch the hem of his garment. However way you look at it, it was a woman of incredible faith. However it is that you're contemplating your circumstance, it is still faith. Just come to him. Just come to him. Just let him touch you back.
Let him change everything in your heart. Come on. I know people are still coming. God is moving on hearts this morning. If you need to spend some time with Jesus, confess some sins and lay some things down. Come and touch the Father. Come and touch the Master. He who is in the Lord is with God. He is God. You've seen him. You've seen the Father. Come and press in. If you have not yet come to know this Jesus that loves you, that wants you, I want you to come today and say, I want to surrender my heart to him today. Come, let's pray, let's believe. Hallelujah.